Welcome to Wine Not, a podcast by SA Winos for our monthly wine club members. In this season, we are going to be tasting a flight of Shiraz from South Africa from some of our favorite winemakers. In this episode, we're going to be talking about Misha, uh, the Shiraz estate wine from 2020. And to go through that, we are joined by a slew of special guests. But first, let's throw it over to Francois, the friendly face from SA Winos. Francois, how are you? Hey, Brian, I'm doing well. So we're very excited this month. Um, you know, we got a lot of good feedback about our Sauve Blanc series as well as the Pinotage series. Um, and this month we decided to kind of up the game a little bit. So Shiraz uh, is, it's definitely one of your bolder red grapes, right? So um, when most people think of Syrah, Shiraz or Syrah, there's, they're actually synonymous. It's the same grape. Um, the, the, I guess, Vinticultural Specialists in 1999 did some genetic discovery and figured out that what people were growing as Shiraz and what Australians were growing as Syrah or Californians were growing as Syrah originated from the same grapes. Hmm. So they're genetically the same. Uh, so yeah, when kind of, kind of a fun fact when you go out shopping, it's, you're going to, you're going to get the same stuff. Um, <clears throat> it's a bolder red. Um, a lot of these can do aging pretty well. Um, if you listen to the field Atlas, uh, not the Field Atlas, the Noble Hill episode that we that we did, the bonus episode with the winemaker. Um, he likes to balance his, you know, with a little bit of um, softer varietals, mm -hmm. and that's what what makes that blend very drinkable today, right? Which um, we will also be having later on in this season, so stay correct. tuned. Correct. So um, yeah, Shiraz is an interesting grape. It's it's normally uh, kind of grown to be a blending grape uh, single varietals obviously you know do happen we have we have a few of them but you'll normally see them in um grenache raw mavedra blends which is a typical bordeaux style um you know blend for shiraz um yeah it's 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 a it's a grape that adds body to 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 blends um and then in single varietal form you'll get very deep licorice eucalyptus kind of peppery notes to it um, widely cultivated, hundreds of thousands of acres of Shiraz being being grown out there. Um, very popular grape grown in South Africa as well. Um, really likes kind of a dry, uh, hot climate. Becomes really bold in those scenarios. So, yeah, that's kind of Shiraz in a nutshell. I mean, it's 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 a very interesting grape because I've I've had Shiraz from you know almost the whole spectrum i feel like like i've had sweeter ones and i've had really really dry ones um i think these three that we're about to taste kind of span that spectrum there's there's a couple of them that are drier and then that field atlas is a more milder um to me kind of kind of shiraz so well spoiler alert francois thanks i haven't had a chance to taste it but you go ahead and you know. <laughs> you, oh you have not no you have not no i was it. i was oh, wow. Okay. I'm excited for it, and we'll talk about it on that episode, why I'm so excited for it. Um, Fair enough. But do you want to introduce us to the Misha Estate that we're drinking this evening? Yeah, sure. So Misha Estate, right, you guys have, have, have gotten a few of their bottles in the, in the past. Um, I think we've had them 
we had a single niche a month, and then they've been included in a couple of our. They were in the Sauve Blanc, and I, I believe they were in the Pinotage as well. Yep. Um, so yeah, great wines, uh, very small productions, right? So this one, uh, there's six. Uh, sorry, 830 cases of six made of this wine for the for the um, varietal. So 2020, you know, we're looking at whatever 836 six packs um, for for a wine that's as common this is a pretty low production so um, Andrew Barnes is the wine proprietor over there uh, very very good wine maker um, <laughs> it's been in the family for I think this is their fifth generation um, they're right in the in the Green Valley hmm. Um, it's called Grunberg, which is Green Mountain. Uh, and when you look through their, their kind of where the valley meets, you can see Table Mountain from their vineyards. Uh, so it's kind of a cool, cool area. Um, it's, it's a pair of brothers that own the vineyard. That's uh, Mila chiming in about it as well, if you heard. Very opinionated, and I agree Very with everything that she's saying. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's it make very enjoyable wines. Never had a bad wine from Misha. Um, I think it's actually Avery's favorite vineyard. One, one of. Yes, yeah, I would say definitely, like, top two. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, let's, I guess, let's get to tasting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you want to introduce us to our, our special guest that we have on this episode? Oh, yeah, you did ask that. Didn't yes, you? I did. I did. Uh, okay. Well, Rude. we do have two very special guests, and um, they're actually neighbors, live across the way from me. I've got Randy. Hello. And Allie. Hi. Uh, joining us tonight, and we've got a little something different than what we've done in the past. It's it's very impromptu. Uh, so whether or not it works is kind of up to whether or not I know how to pair things. Um, but with this Misha Shiraz, we're going to taste it individually, right? And Brian and Avery, I'm sorry, I did not give you the heads up. This was very impromptu. But next time we will do something like this. Um, we're going to pair Shiraz with things that um, I think pair well with them, right? So you're looking, when you're pairing something, it's almost better to go opposite than it is to go try to match the flavors that are in the wine, right? So from ex kind of what I've done, um, you know, if, if you're serving the Shiraz, the, what we started with tonight is um, we made a braised lamb pasta. And the lamb is kind of, you know, you've got the acidity from the tomato, you've got kind of that gaminess from the lamb. Um, and the Shiraz just kind of really pairs well with that. So what we're going to do, um, because we didn't have that pairing live, we're actually going to pair this live with a Southern Pecan Brittle. Um, so everybody's going to taste it. We can do the reviews of the wine. And then afterwards, we can say how we thought it tasted with the Brittle um, down here in Austin. The next time, we'll be sure that Brian and Avery also have, you know, Parts to taste. I'm going to hold you to that. Um, <laughs> can we, can I uh, just say about the Misha Shiraz that we're drinking while well, y'all are doing the tasting, I'll kind of fill the, fill the air. Um, I believe we had this down at the warehouse the last time we visited. I believe your uh, mom and dad poured us uh, a Misha Shiraz and something else that was really, really rare. I can't remember exactly which one it was for Misha. Well, 
Um, yeah. But both of them were phenomenal then and uh, agree they're still phenomenal. Uh, there is something you said about eucalyptus in here. Mm -hmm. And it kind of hit the nail on the head. Like there is some like tea note that is buried deep within all the ripe berries. Um, and it may just be like the, the type of like we're serving it fresh out of the refrigerator. So it's still nice and cold. Um, but there's some tannins or something in there that are giving off tea vibes. Big fan of that. I would definitely I smell, agree. I smell that now. Yeah. I was going to call it, this sounds bad, but it's not, I was going to say like, it almost has a dusty mm. kind of like mm. taste or smell to it. Like it reminds me of like old books, but in a good way. It, and mm. it is very tea reminiscent. I, yeah. It, I but also very, very unique. Like I don't, I can't, I can't think of another wine that I've had that had this like, that extra note in there. It's very, very good. Mm. So what are you, what are you, um, what are you picking up besides the dustiness, Avery? There's a little bit of juicy in there too. Like I kind of have that berry, mm -hmm. like, like raspberry, blackberry. Black yeah. Yeah. But okay. really like the main thing that I pick up is that like aftertaste of kind of that dust. Yeah, mm -hmm. Allie, what are you tasting? I kind of feel the same way. It's now that it's been described as dusty, I can't think of a different word for mm -hmm. it, but I like that. And then definitely blackberry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Randy? Definitely finishes uh, drier than it starts, right? Like it starts pretty, not sure if tart's the right word. But uh, it's got a strong flavor. It kind of mellows out, over, and I think that may be what we're talking about with the dusty. But it's good. It's almost Very like good. brittle. It's it almost like brittle. it's almost like your mouth is anticipating what it's going to taste like, and it's kind mm -hmm. of thrown for a loop. Because when you said like it start, it starts out one way, and then it kind of changes completely. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. Like it's it's yeah. it's tricking our mind and to be like, yeah, it's going to taste like this, and it doesn't. And that's where I think all each of us are getting thrown for a loop. How does uh how does it stand up next to the brittle? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> They're very different. Yeah. I think I think it it complements it very well. Mm -hmm. So I think that the portions of the the fruitiness that you were describing, Avery, become a little bit more apparent mm -hmm. when you already have that sweet flavor in your mouth. Yeah. Um but it cuts the dryness a little bit too. It doesn't end as dry when you have the brittle um, either. So it's, yeah, it's actually, it works. Yeah. I think, I think it, it is, works. It is an interesting point, like what he says about how much anticipation factors into what you taste because I had that in my mind right now and it's, I, I tasted it again and it was mellow from like start to finish. So mm -hmm. like, oh, I was just, one of these two is in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's, but that's the thing with wine tasting, right? Like you, you should never trust the first nay either even like the first four sips that you chose because what you're doing is you are especially with a complex wine there's so much going on your palate is still you know balancing those flavors out so it can sometimes take you know a tasting a full tasting to realize what the wine is at the end um, I've had that happen many times. Sometimes I start with something and I'm like, man, that's just not my style. And then as I go through, well, 
whatever, maybe five, six steps later, it, it is your son. Is my kind of wine, yeah. Uh, no, I. So, Francois, did we do okay pulling this straight out of the fridge to yes. enjoy? Yes. So all of these Shiraz are very, um, <clears throat> I'd call them tannic. They're not overly tannic, right. uh, but they are. They do have high tannins. And because they have high tannins, uh, you are able to put them in the fridge and get them cold. I would not get them like 45 degrees cold, but you can easily get them 59, 63, kind of that range. Perfect. Uh, especially in the summer, I would highly recommend it. Like people who, I think we said this before, but who don't drink red wine in the summer, try cooling it off or, or buy a little bit more tannic wine and put it in the fridge. I, it does not work well. Like the Field Atlas, it, it's going to be interesting because I have it cold as well. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what that does. Um, because I've not had that wine at this temperature before. The, the other two are just fine. Um, so yeah, it's you're always able to cool them off a little bit. And I will say, as the Misha gets a little bit warmer, it sort of like mellows out too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not as, I, I mean, I, I've described beer, wine, and spirits this way. It's not as spiky on the flavor profile. Sure. It, it's not as abrasive. It tends to mellow out a little bit and... It's still so good. Like the smell, absolutely, yeah, is just rocking my world right now. I mean, yeah, it's a good, it's a good wine. It, it is a very good example of the South African South African Shiraz. When it cools off, um, or when it heats up, you should get a little bit more black pepper. Okay, you should start getting more of the spicy, not so much the tea. But even on the nose, you start. Yeah, I would agree with that. Smelling a little bit more, and. It's actually funny because I um, I had a just a little side story that I think people will find interesting. Uh, had a friend who visited a pepper farm in Cambodia, That's where apparently super some of the specific. Best, That's a super specific experience. It is. It is but, but hold on. <laughs> apparently, they grow some of the best pepper in the world. Mm -hmm. And ever since I got this pepper in, um, and I smelled it, I can now smell. Like, I was never able to be like, oh, yeah, this smells like black pepper, unless it smelled like crushed black pepper. But this has a very similar smell to, like, fresh roasted pepper kernels, the good kind. Yeah. Not, you know, like your whatever Fiesta brand pepper the, kernel. Not the great value uh, yes. peppercorn medley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot uh, like a Syrah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You you said it. We were all thinking it. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> all right, we should probably wrap on that note. <laughs> yeah, uh, Francois. If uh, the listeners uh, want to know more information about Sa Winos or Misha uh, Estates Wine and how they can find more of it, where can they go? Yeah, so you can always visit us in person in our South Austin location. Uh, we're on Nutty Brown. We're open. Uh, Friday, 4 to 7, Saturday and Sunday, 1 to 5. Uh, sometimes stay open a little later, just depending on the crowd. Um, if you are looking to sign up for the wine club, the easiest place to do that is at sawinos.com. Got three, six, 12-month membership, or sorry, 12-bottle memberships. Uh, and you can do that either every month, uh, every other month, or once a quarter. Um, only thing that we ask is that 
you take at least two shipments. So that's the commitment on the on the wine club front. Um, other than that, <clears throat> thank you all for joining us for the Misha Estate Shiraz. It's going to be the first uh, episode in our what's the season, Brian? Season. <laughs> 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 I think you did this last time, man, and I I forgot it then, and I don't remember it now. Should have looked it up before. You could just totally yeah, yeah don't it. don't throw me the ball without giving me a heads up that you're passing it. You know. <laughs> yeah, let me let me quickly pull it up. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining us for this episode. Uh, it is officially the. Let's look. Hold on. Sorry. Give me a second. I know, I Apple Podcast is taking its time right now. Yeah, I don't know what season this is. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we really uh-huh. got to, we got really got to label those seasons on there. We we're do. Gonna, yeah. it, we're, it's supposed to be labeled. But thanks for joining us. <laughs> uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next one, where we'll be tasting the Christina Van Lutheran Shiraz. <laughs>